You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. Well, this was bound to happen at some point. Welcome to B2B Nation. I'm your host, Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. And on this episode, we're doing a podcast about podcasts. But not just any podcast. Today, we're joined by Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, which is a podcast platform that helps B2B marketers easily add branded podcasts to their content marketing mix. As you're listening to a podcast right now, I probably don't have to tell you there's a lot to like about the podcast format. It's portable. It offers excellent engagement. It can serve as the basis for other types of content in your strategy. And I'll throw one more in there, too. They're kind of fun to do. But you're here, so you know that. But there's probably other people in your marketing organization that need to hear it or who have questions about why your brand should get into podcasting. And Lindsay is here to share with us some answers. Lindsay Chepkema, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Lindsay. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called Casted. Uh, we are the first amplified marketing platform and the only um, solution really that's made for enterprise marketers in and around um, audio and video content, helping them to use that content to really fuel all the parts of their content strategy. So think way back, because you and I were talking before we started recording this conversation about podcasts. What, what was your first podcast moment? When did you come to the realization that podcasts has potential, not just as a content format, but mm -hmm. as a marketing tactic as well? When it was, when I started finding shows um, that really were changing my day to day as, as a marketer. Um, so I discovered podcasts really, I mean, obviously I knew what they were, but they really started to become a part of my day-to-day -day life when um, I got a job where I was commuting about 30 to 45 minutes each way um, to my, to my job. And I started listening to podcasts and, and audiobooks um, every day to and from work. And um, this was probably 2014, 2015. Um, and I found marketer podcasts. I found leadership podcasts. Um, I found things about content marketing, which is, that's all my, my world. Right. And I, I would listen to a show. I listened to lots of shows, but I would listen to an episode and then I would apply it when I got to work and be like, Oh my gosh, you guys, my team, my leader, my boss, my coworkers, my person in sales or whatever. I would say, Hey, I heard this thing. And I ended up being that person who started saying today on this podcast, I was listening to this podcast on the way in. And, um, I would start applying those things to my strategy or to my conversations or to my meetings. And, um, after probably a year or two of podcasts actually impacting my job, um, I started, I, I was in a, a place where I was like, you know, we, I, I want to use this as part of my own strategy. So yeah, I would say probably around early 2015 commuting saying, Hey, this, there's something here. Cause it's, it's changing my life. Um, so it's, it's gotta be doing the same thing for others too. Yeah. I don't remember the year. I know the first podcast I ever listened to was an ESPN baseball podcast. And I too was commuting by train and it was better than listening to everybody else's conversation around me on the train. Yeah. Um, and that was my first, but as, as you and I were talking earlier, it's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. The podcast format, it was here. It was maybe not huge. And then it just kind of sat around for a while and now it is huge. Yeah. What's, 
what's that all about? Because as we were saying before, in the in our kind of tech-driven world, things tend to flame out quick. They yeah, they blow up and they flame out, and you go, oh, remember that? Yeah, that was yeah. that was a great year. <laughs> but podcasts did the opposite. They kind of like they they like sizzled for a little while and they're simmered, and then they, now they're starting to really take off. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe podcast term was first coined in like 2004 or 2005 um, with iPods, podcast, right? I mean, back when yeah, we yeah. iPods, like that's where it comes from. And so you think about back in the day, you would download, just like you downloaded songs, you would download podcasts and you would go listen to them while you did things. And I don't know, I, I'm just completely pontificating here, but I would say just like it was kind of difficult to download those songs onto your, to your iPod. Once you had those songs, you might listen to them a hundred times and go for run or something, but a podcast, you go and you consume it once, maybe twice, or if it's something that's really changing, I've been known to keep them for a while and go back a few times, but you're not going to go re-listen to them the same amount of times that you do a song. So until, you know, probably about 10 years later, 2014, 2015, when, um, like serial came out and people were kind of reintroduced to storytelling and conversational content, and it was so much more accessible. You could just stream it or easily download it or have it be auto downloaded onto your device. Like technology caught up with the medium and people were already perhaps re- you know familiar with it from 10 years ago or 10 years prior. And I think at that point, it just became something that was so much easier to access that it has really taken off since then. And you know, over the last five, six, seven years, um, we've really seen what is actually an advent, which I think people think is the, the introduction of podcasting. But as you mentioned, it's, it's, they're not new. It's just newly, newly popular. Um, and I think it's here to stay. Yeah. One of the, one of the really interesting things is, okay. So you and I both started listening to podcasts during commutes and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had lengthy commutes and it gave us something to do morning radio is yeah. a lot left to be desired. I I two guys laugh so, so much. <laughs> but for about a year now, very few people have been commuting. And yeah. I think, you know, early on in the pandemic, we saw maybe a little bit of dent in podcast listenership sort of overall. Yep. And then it seemed to kind of come back. Everybody adjusted, everybody settled in, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that happens with, with media consumption is something big goes on like a pandemic. You change your forms of media and, and what you listen to, right? When there's something big yep. going on, people will watch. Them. Yep. So um, yeah, everything kind of settles down and here are the podcasts. You're not yeah. listening to them on the train. You're not listening to them in the car. Yeah. But and you're listening while thought? you do dishes or work out or go for your walk around the neighborhood or have some, you know, some time where you're not staring at a screen, but instead you're you know, can still consuming content or, you know, life has changed. And so people aren't having time. Perhaps I know a lot of people that don't have time to sit down and and read a book anymore because just life is all around you in a different way now, but you can sit and you can consume content in a way, you know, that's a little bit more passive while you're doing something else. Um, yeah, you're right. It's it, it, where, when a medium can transcend something like a pandemic where all of our routines are completely overhauled and people still find a way to consume shows, um, I think that that really is indicative of its staying power and how important the connection that's only achieved through something like a podcast um, really is. So let's talk about branded podcast for a minute because um, it's what you do. And this whole idea as someone who is in marketing, but has a journalism degree, this whole idea of brands as publishers, 
it's maybe a little weird when it first started. You started to see it and people started getting the content marketing. It doesn't really bother me mm-hmm. anymore because you kind of know where everybody's coming from. But just because somebody isn't a journalist doesn't mean that they're not a smart person with expertise and things to share. So mm-hmm. what's the state of the branded podcast world? Let's start there. Sure. Well, I think, I mean, what we've seen um, prior, even prior to starting, prior to the pandemic, even prior to starting Casted, um, when kind of going back to my podcast moment, when I started to see that when I consumed podcasts put out by brands and I was able to consume their thought leadership around things that were really important to me, things like leadership and marketing and content marketing and building a brand, those were all things that were important to me. And so I was able to consume content that was created by a brand and therefore I got what I needed. I was educated. I was entertained. I was engaged. And then that brand also was able to build a relationship with me um, and build relationships and and build trust and and credibility um, simply by putting content out there in a way that I was eager to consume it. Right. And so fast forward to me realizing, Hey, this is, this is a thing this, you know, I'm, I'm also a marketer. I'm also responsible for a brand. Maybe I should do this. And the reason that I pulled podcasting into um, the the actually into the center of the strategy that I was running at the time was because you know podcasts create a relationship with the audience in a way that no other content does. You know, you can read a blog, that's great, um, but it's not going to create that human connection. Videos are awesome, and I'm a huge advocate for videos, but. Um, being able to give somebody something that they can consume so passively without looking at a screen is also super important. And when you do that, regardless of what brand you represent, what you sell, what product or service that you represent, we all know that the most successful brands are humanized brands, brands that look at themselves as humans, um, providing product or service to other humans. It's all human to human, regardless of what company you're for. And podcasts really help do that. Right. Um, And you also look at, you know, we all have blogs now, right? And that's also content. Um, And you mentioned that, you know, we're not all journalists, but when a marketer has the ability to say, hey, let's go have a conversation. Let's have, you know, someone on our team talk to a thought leadership, a thought leader or an influencer or a um, subject matter expert and simply have a conversation. Then the rest of the marketing team can go and ring it out, right? They can use that conversation to drive awareness of the brand, to build, build the audience, um, but then also can use the transcript of that conversation to fuel written content. You know, you can use clips from that conversation to fuel um, social media. So it really is, I mean, it just makes so much sense um, because it serves the audience in a way that they want to consume that content and also makes the marketing team behind it that much more efficient and effective. Yeah. The conversation thing, I remember that like that first podcast that I listened to, I said before, is it ESPN baseball podcast? A billion years ago, I had a brief career as a sports writer. And you know what I heard in that podcast was the conversation that was had before the story was filed. You, you will pick and choose a few quotes and a few insights from that conversation. And it was a way to just say, here's the whole conversation. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing, right? And like you said, we apply that to content marketing. Now you've got a blog post, you've got social media snippets, whether they're audio or whether they're written. Um, it's a great way to extend the life of yep. the conversation. 
everyone's in search of audience and customer engagement these days. You talked about the human factor, the authentic conversation. Do you have any numbers that demonstrate how podcasts are more successful than other forms of content in that area? I know I can tell you in our experience at Technology Advice, the stay-through rates on podcasts. Thank you, B2B Nation listeners. This is you. You know, People stay until the closing credits start at at the very least. And you yeah. don't see that with time on page for written content. You don't see that in webcast platforms where they can track engagement. I'll be honest, I've never really seen anything like it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So here's here's some some numbers off the top of my head, and then I can give you some more, I don't know, just observations. But first of all, kind of zooming out a little bit, one thing that that I I get asked a lot is like, yeah, but I mean, should brands do a podcast? It's already, it's such a saturated space. I mean, everybody has a podcast to which I say, okay, it seems that way because we are, gosh, now we're probably 1.7, 1.8 million podcasts that exist in the world, like total, not, not episodes, but like different shows We're we're not even to 2 million yet. Right. But we all have blogs. Right. And I think we should, blogs are really important. They're a great part of, of the the content strategy. People look to them. They're, they're great. But there are more than 600 million blogs in, in existence, right? Yet none of us ever bat, bat an eye at starting a, a blog. Like it's, it's an important thing to do. And look, I'm not saying content for content's sake, not at all. What I'm trying to say is that there is still a lot of space for brands or, or people, um, for thought leaders, for people who have something great to say to create really great shows and own that space. There, there is still definitely room and people um, are, are showing every day that this is the type of content that they want to consume. And we see that with, you know, as of a couple of years ago, if you were not listening to podcasts, you officially became someone who was in the minority. More people are listening to podcasts now than those who are not. And of those who are listening, uh, I think that uh, weekly listeners tend to listen to more than seven hours of podcasts um, a week. And so where else are you reaching people? Do you have the ability to get seven hours of their time? And, you know, I mean, not that you're going to get every minute of the, of the hours that they're listening to podcasts, but it shows that people are eager to consume this kind of content. Um, They're excited about this kind of content. They want more. And, um, and then kind of a little bit more anecdotally, because this, this is definitely, it varies by, by brand, by our customers, but we're seeing that, you know, people listen to a podcast. And like you said, the stay through rate is great. We provide the ability for our, our users to be able to cut up their podcast into clips. So people can kind of click around and um, listen to the parts that they want to listen to. And so people, people do like to do that, they like to engage and they, they really are paying as close attention to what's happening in the show. And then they tend to come back. So if you listen to one podcast and you provide a lot of value to your audience, they, they're going to be more likely to, to come back and, and listen to what your next interview has to say, or, or listen to a few more ep- episodes. And you can't always say that with blog posts, right? Um, blog posts tend to be a little bit more touch and go. Somebody comes and gets the information that they need and, and moves on. So yeah, the, the engagement, the return rates, the loyalty, and really taking what we know as an audience and turning them into raving fans. Um, with something like podcast. There's a couple of knocks that I've heard on podcasts. Podcast is a marketing vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want to get your thoughts on them. I think the first is because you normally don't gate a podcast in B2B marketing, there's lots of content still sits behind gates in order to get contact information for people. If you don't normally don't gate them, they're not effective as a lead gen vehicle. And therefore they don't deliver the same sort of measurable value. And I think to that, I say that not everything should be gated yeah. And, you know, there's a whole conversation around gated and not gated content. 
if you're interested, you can go track down our inbound marketing episode with Andrea Moxham, where we go into that. So without going into the whole gated, non-gated uh, <laughs> yeah. idea, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Yeah. I won't go it's down that one alone. I won't go down that path, but I would say um, a couple of things. One is I think that if you're doing a podcast or any content purely to generate leads, you're doing it for the wrong reason, right? Purely. Now, all content has a job to do. It should all, you know, build awareness and generate an audience and, and generate leads and different content has different play, parts to play in the funnel. I'm totally with everybody there. But if you think that someone's going to become a customer purely because they consume some of your content, you got a little bit more work to do, right? You have to create really great content. You have to give people something to engage in and to uh, a reason to dig deeper, right? Okay. But then the next part that I would say is quite often when someone does a podcast, they put all their eggs in Apple or Spotify's basket, right? So they, they publish a show and they put a lot of work into sending everyone who wants to click a link and, Hey, listen to my podcast. Here's a link. And that link goes away. It goes to Apple or Spotify or, you know, Google podcasts or something when you could have it come to you. Right. So just like a blog, we were talking about blogs earlier. When somebody, when, if you wrote an article and published it, would you publish all of your content on medium and say, here's our great blog, go to medium and read it. No, you, you send them to your own website because you're hoping that people are there and they, you get to, you get to control their experience and make sure that it's a really great quality branded experience. And that hopefully while people are there, they'll dig a little deeper. They'll consume some more of your content. They'll engage with your chatbot if that's what makes sense for you and for them. And they'll dig deeper and they'll, they'll engage um, and they'll become a recurring, you know, they'll, they'll keep coming back to get more of your content. And the only way they can do that is if you bring them to your, to your home, to your real estate, to your website. And so make sure that if you're doing a show that you create a page on your site where that show lives and where all the episodes live and that that's where you're sending people to consume the content. Because when you do, then you are one, you get more information, you get more data about how people are behaving and how what people are listening to and where they're coming from and where they're going to. And, um, you also just have a higher likelihood of being able to, depending on your strategy and your brand and what you're doing, interact with that person, uh, in, in many different ways. So I think the second knock on podcasts as a marketing vehicle is that it's a one-way medium. Uh, I think my answer to that is between multiple social media presences chatbots on every page of your website if people aren't engaging with your brand it's not a lack of opportunity to do right so. i was just gonna say i agree uh, does everything does everything need to be you know two-way and, and and uh form fills and talk to talk to a, a customer talk to a representative again it's depend everybody's different everybody's doing content for different reasons and every every strategy is different so you can again if you if you bring them to your own site you can give people the opportunity to listen and engage. Um, you mentioned a chatbot. You can have somebody like as they're listening, you can have a chatbot that's there that says, "Hey, if you have any questions while you listen to this show, we're here. We're you know, ask us. We're happy to explain." And then that gives someone the opportunity to reach out uh, in a way that they're comfortable, um, like during the show. But yes, you're also right. It's not that people don't don't know that they can reach out. They can. I'm with you. Like we were saying, we talked about commuting and listening to podcasts, the passivity, is that a word? Passivity? It is now. Thanks. <laughs> um, of podcasts is from the audience. I think that's, that's one of the benefits of the mm -hmm. podcast is you don't have to contribute. Someone's not asking you to reply or press this button. Yeah. And it's kind of like a on my own time thing that you can do while you're multitasking. We talked yeah. about people not commuting during the pandemic, pandemic could still listen to podcasts 
because they could listen to them in the background, you know, while they're at work. And yep. I, I think a lot of marketers, everything has to be two way. Everything has to show that sort of engagement that people are hanging on every word. And no, I don't think that's true from the audience perspective, the ability to sit back and listen to something in a world where we're so bombarded by messages. It's like, mm -hmm. what a relief. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm with you. And, and if you feel the need to give your, your audience or your listeners, your listeners, a way to, to engage, it's really easy. Again, just if you have them at your site and you give them a, a one click, you know, way to interact. Cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that it has to be something that's, let's not make it required, right? Let's just yeah. give, serve people. Remember it's about serving people so that they will be engaged and that they will want to reach out and, and dig deeper. Right. You would love to be able to know that everybody is listening and has a pulse and they're hanging on every word, but that's not the reality of, of the world the listener is in. I listened to a lot of podcasts before picking up B2B Nation. And, you know, I thought, some of them could be a little bit unfocused. So, so, so listeners, B2B Nation listeners have probably heard me say this before. We, we strive to put together episodes where, you know, we say something in an episode or our guests say something in an episode and you can put it to work. Like, like you were saying, Lindsay, when you started listening to, you would go to work and say, I heard this on a podcast, mm -hmm. um, make my job easier, make my performance better, yeah. make me a better leader. So I listened to a lot of podcasts before doing B2B Nation. Uh, some of them are a little unfocused, like authentic mm -hmm. conversation. Yes. But kind of let's just talk about what's going on in the industry and the news and whatever kind of comes to mind. And you get a good conversationalist that could be interesting and it yeah. could be entertaining. What do you think B2B audiences are listening for in podcasts? Mm, I heard something. It was, this is not my own thought. This is like years and years ago. And this was about, um, why people consume content at all. And I think it definitely applies here. They're, they either want to be um, entertained or educated, right? And that's it, right? So if you are not doing one of those things, people are going to be bored and they're not going to be engaged. So, I, I mean, I think that we've gotten away from this. I haven't heard this in a long time, but I think one thing that is very common among podcasters in general is that they'll spend the first however many minutes talking about, it's a nice day outside. Well, you know, today's Tuesday. Yeah. What'd you do this morning? <laughs> well, you know, oh, I ate that for breakfast too. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't care. And so, um, I think that we started to get away from that. And I think the, the, the way that that's avoided is if you one set out to make a show that you're very aware of who it's for, who, who is it for? Is it for the entire world or is it for your audience? And who is your audience? Is it for some segment of your audience? So who is it for and why are you doing it? Are you, edu are you educating? Are you entertaining? And make sure that you're staying true to that, to that mission. Right. And then when, when you are, and when you are very purposeful about what you're doing, that's really clear to the listener. And then two, um, who's your host, right? Because your host is not necessarily the, the person you think it is. It might, it's not necessarily the most talkative executive that you have. It might be somebody who is just a really strong subject matter expert in whatever, you know, who your audience is for and why you're doing it. And therefore can have really pointed conversations about this one thing. Um, so I think if you have a really strong host for whatever you're going to do, um, and you have a clear purpose of, of who you're doing it for and why you're doing it. That's, those are the shows that create the best content and don't just get on and have a nice little chat. <laughs> you, you have thoughts on how do you find your host, right? You mm -hmm. like some brands, it's, it's probably easy because a lot of people have like sort of evangelist roles. They're kind yeah. of people who are out front talking. Like you said, you've got 
people who are just talented storytellers and conversations, but you got executives who are going to say, Hey, I want to do this. And then you get in the, like that thing where nobody wants to tell the executive they can't do it or shouldn't yeah. do it because it's probably not their strong suit. Yeah. So how yeah. do you do it? I would say, okay, so a couple things. Um, first question is how do you find a host? I think most of the time when I talk to people, it's, it's usually pretty obvious, but if you're having a hard time, uh, again, do that exercise of who is this for? I mean, if you, if it's for product developers, then maybe the CMO is not the best fit, right? If it's for, um, if it's a recruitment thing and you're trying to, to attract college talent that are, that are about to graduate or people coming out of high school or something, you know, that somebody who's closer to that role might be better fit. So having first the best idea of who it's for and why you're doing it. Um, that's a great place to start. And, and it's also a good conversation to have about like, Hey, you know, we all agree that this is why we're doing it. And we love you CEO, but we think that somebody who is, who's more connected to this audience is probably gonna be a better fit. If that's not a great, I know different, different companies, that's not a, a conversation. That's an option for you. So consider doing seasons where you can say, okay, season one, we're going to have, you know, the, the CRO lead it. And season two, we're going to have um, head of sales lead it. And then you have some different options on moving things around. And then the numbers can do the talking as far as which, you know, which ones were the most successful. I have helped produce, oh gosh, probably thousands at this point of podcasts, webcasts, videos. I would say something I come in, I see a lot is we've got a sales guy who, you know, salespeople, they're great talkers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem I always see there is a, sometimes they, they want to sell, which is yeah. not the most valuable content to the audience. But B, if there is anything else they could be doing that is going to help them make a sale, they're going to do that. And it's yes. going to be very hard to keep them on task or on schedule. So if yeah. you've got a salesperson who is like the best talker in the world, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if they are the best fit for the show, one thing that I've seen work really well is block time and say, okay, every, what's your, what's your most, like, what's your lightest day always? Is it, you know, Friday mornings or something? Be like, okay, Friday mornings. And it will be every Friday morning. We're going to, we're going to record podcasts every other Friday morning or like one Friday morning a month. Then it's easier to get commitment um, as opposed to like just putting time on their calendar because then one, you already know that that's kind of their lightest day. And and two, it's, it's boxed, it's time boxed. There is a question we ask almost everyone who appears on B2B Nation, and that is, what is your favorite tool? What is the thing that if we took it away from you, your productivity would just screech to a halt? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this complicated for you. It can't be directly related to podcasts, and it can't be the casted platform. <laughs> okay. Um that's actually an easy one for me. Cause I, I honestly don't know what I would do without Google drive. <laughs> I like remember when it came on the scene and being like, wait, so h- how do, but how do I use word with this? And I was like, no, you don't have to use word. You just, <laughs> just type right into the, the Google doc and then other you know, collaborating with other people. And I, it's just, I, it's such an obvious thing that everybody uses now. And I'm just so glad that it's commonplace and that it's, I mean, literally you can run a company through, through Google drive and I don't know how we wouldn't. So that's, that's my answer. My obvious Google drive moment was when I first started using it at work on a regular basis, trying to find things. And then I had this like light bulb moment that I shouldn't admit in public, but I was like, it has a search function. <laughs> of course it does. It's made by Google of and it's a very it good search function. <laughs> All right. Lindsay Chapkama, thanks for being on B2B Nation. Thanks for having me. This was fun.
That was Lindsay Chepkema, the CEO and co-founder of Casted. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. If you want to start a podcast for your brand, get yourself some supportive colleagues like Amy Dunn and Sarah Wingate. And you'll need someone to run everything smoothly behind the scenes, like an Emily Whalen. But you have to find your own because our Emily Whalen belongs to us. Get yourself a good theme song, too. Ours is from Mnemonics in the Guild, but I hear the Rolling Stones are looking for work. Until next time, thanks for joining B2B Nation.